My name is John Machado, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. And by that song, you should know what it is. Also by the day. This is the continuation of the Protocol series. And tonight, we'll be continuing on with Protocol number 13. With all that being said, we'll start. Paragraph 1. The need for daily bread forces the goyim to keep silence and be our humble servants. Agents taken on to our press from among the goyim will at our order discuss anything which it is inconvenient for us to, to issue directly in official documents. And we meanwhile, quietly amid the din of the discussion so raised, shall simply take and carry through such measures as we wish and then offer them to the public as an accomplished fact. No one will dare to demand the abrogation of a matter once settled, all the more so at, as it will be represented as an improvement, and immediately the press will distract the current of the thought towards new questions. Have we not trained people always to be seeking something new? Into the discussions of these new questions will throw themselves those of the brainless dispensers of fortunes, who are not able even now to understand that they have not the remotest conception about the matters which they undertake to discuss. Questions of the political are unattainable for any save those who have guided it already for many ages, the creators. So there's a lot to break down. There's only six paragraphs in this one protocol. It's simply, or it's, it's, it's relatively short compared to the rest. Um, but even in that, just that first paragraph, there's a, a, ton to break down and so i'll go on with it um first and foremost they talk about daily bread in the in the first couple of of words um which reminds me of um the our father um as well as the eucharist um i.e jesus christ for those who are catholic or those who understand what um we catholics do um so that's odd that they would have that in there so quick but also it reminds me a little bit um, in this first sentence. I'll read it again. The need for daily bread forces the goyim to keep silence and be our humble servants. But also a little bit further down. Um, so it has to represent an improvement. Okay, so here we go. Um, no one will dare to demand the abrogation of a matter once settled, all the more so it will be represented as an improvement. This kind of reminds me of 1984 and the chocolate rations that they had where they diminished them or reduced the rations, but then turned around and the press made it out to sound as if it was a, um, an improvement, right? Just as they state here. Um, also throughout this, they're describing what the press does now with the help from big tech censorship, um, as well as banning of others. Um, what they point out here also, um, no one will dare to demand the abrogation of a matter once settled. Um, yeah, that's most laws. Um, or like what we just saw, the election. Um, 
even though I say that, obviously there are some people uh, who are demanding answers. We do have an audit, as I keep talking about, in Maricopa County, uh, County Arizona, um, as well as other places that you know hopefully will take off. I don't have a lot of hope in them. I in and I, I who was I talking with? Was it Bentley? Um, or maybe in, even in my video where I was where I was simply stating I don't know what's going to happen even if we have results that show that Trump won you know what will happen what will take place or will we just um take it take it in the chin you know um I don't know um they also point out here always to be seeking something new have we not trained people always to be seeking something new yeah this is something that I've talked about um not so much recently, but more so maybe, I don't know, half, you know, half a year ago, maybe a little bit longer, if not even further back than that, um, in which I've, I don't know if I coined it, but I tried to describe it in this way, that man has an, an infinite ability to normalize the extraordinary. So, you know, anytime that you've ever experienced something that you hadn't previously experienced before, um, you know, I don't know, first time you got stoned or the, the first time that you had pop, if you can remember that far back or Coke or whatever you want to call it. I, <laughs> I just showed you where I'm from. Pop is Michigan. Coke is Tennessee. <laughs> um, I don't know. Better examples than that. I don't know. First time you had sex, I suppose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and given it might be awesome <laughs> still, but, you know, that first time um, and what we do with that as human beings is we um, we have an infinite ability, as I said, to normalize the extraordinary. Um, but also in what they're saying in this is that they're basically going to manufacture new questions to distract us from, um, you know, the seriousness of what they're doing and the in in the things that they will do that, you know, we obviously have questions about. By the way, this protocol, number 13, um, is titled Distractions. So that's that's all that, I shouldn't say all, but what the main focus of this protocol is going to be all about. So um, the new questions will distract us from serious, dangerous issues. Yeah. Um, Acknowledging the talking heads that don't know Dick about what they're talking about. Yeah, so they even point out here. Um, I mean, it's it's some arrogance in there as well. In the sense that um, they stated here. Into the discussions of these new questions will throw themselves those of the brainless dispensers of fortunes who are not able, even now, to understand that they have not the remotest conception about the matters which they undertake to discuss. So essentially, yeah, the talking heads from the mainstream media. I would also argue those on the left. Excuse me, in my opinion. As well as, more notably, night show hosts. Um... Or, yeah, the, the the anchors of the mainstream media. Um, and there's even some on the right who are, who are much the same and who I would more than likely assume that they were controlled opposition. Um, 
and I'm I'm sure that you know some people I don't know might even say that about me. Uh, try to claim that I was controlled opposition if I made it big enough. You know, they'd probably turn back around. Although I think I have a uh, a paper trail. Is that the word? Paper trail? No, maybe something to that effect. Um, that's long enough to show that you know my comeuppance would have been an organic one. Um, and then again, I am the one that's breaking <laughs> or bringing the breakdown of the, the protocols to you. So if ever somebody were to try to claim that against me, they can kiss my ass. Um, I mean, they understand the concepts of the political. Okay, so yeah, this is uh, at the at the bottom of this where, again, it's arrogance and they talk, it, they call themselves the creators, right? Questions of the political are unattainable for any save those who have guided it already for many ages. They're creator, the creators. Um, I mean, they're not shy about bragging about this shit. But um, again, um, they state that basically only they can understand the concepts of the political because they have the the hidden knowledge. Um, in this, when you have things like the Kabbalah and, and things to that effect, and maybe even the, the Talmud, um, there's also a whole nother slew of... Um, what's thought of as the mystery schools, the secret schools, um, that they would claim to have hidden knowledge. Um, and it seems as though they're kind of, I don't know, I can't think of the word right now, but hinting at that, I suppose. Uh, paragraph two, from all of this, you will see that in securing the opinion of the mob, we are only facilitating the working of our machinery. And you may remark that it is not for actions, but for words issued by us on this or that question that we may seem to seek approval. We are constantly making public declaration that we are guided in all our undertakings by the hope, joined to the conviction that we are serving the commonwealth. Socialist motherfuckers. Um, what brings, what comes to mind when I read this is, uh, Soros and the Anti-Defamation League. Um, it's just, you know, they're, they're, they're claiming to represent and protect the Commonwealth, um, or stating that they're serving the Commonwealth when in fact they're, they could, they could care nothing, they could care nothing about it whatsoever. As long as they get the, the, um, um, what's the word, the representation from it. Um, and also in this, you'll, you'll, you'll find that, as I said, in socialism and in communism, claim to be for the commonwealth, and yet they couldn't be further from the truth. Paragraph three. In order to distract people who may be too troublesome from discussions of questions of the political, we are now putting forward what we allege to be new questions of the political, namely questions of industry. In this sphere, let them discuss themselves let them discuss themselves silly. The masses are agreed to remain inactive, to take a rest from what they suppose to be political activity, which we trained them to in order to use them as a means of combating the Goy governments. Only on condition of being found new employments in which we are prescribing them something that looks like the same political object. In order that the masses themselves may not guess what they are about, we further distract them with amusements, games, pastimes, passions, 
people's palaces. Soon we shall begin through the, proce- through the press to propose competitions in art, in sport, of all kind. These interests will finally distract their minds from questions in which we should find ourselves compelled to oppose them. Growing more and more disaccustomed to reflect and form any opinions of their own, people would begin to talk in the same tone as we, because we alone shall be offering them new directions for thought. Of course, through such persons as will not be suspected of solidarity with us. That's a lot to break down. Like I said, six paragraphs. And and I mean, that's uh, one in three were the longest. So after these... After this one, just uh, really three others, and then we're all done. But um, for this one, for the troublesome, which I would also argue are the effective people, right? Those such as myself, um, and more so Alex Jones or Bill Cooper or, um, you know, take any of the the those um, from the alternative media who are out there trying to tell the truth. I would argue even Tucker Carlson at this point. You know, I still, I'm always cautious of people um, on big uh, channels like like Fox News and whatever. But even then, I mean, Tucker Carlson seems to be the one that sticks out um, and, and seems to be honest. But then again, I don't know the guy. Um, so anyway, yeah, for them, the troublesome bunch... Uh, they will develop new questions. I mean, this is just a a strategy, right? If if you're starting to corner in um, somebody like fuck who I don't know, I'd like to say like Nancy Pelosi or Maxine Waters or AOC or Biden, but they're all stupid as fuck. You know what I mean? It's too easy, and they're not going to be the ones to come up with these quote unquote new questions. I don't know if I were to try to uh, corner in somebody like Sam Cedar. You know, they would propose a new, um, especially on something that, you know, I had them dead rights on. They'd certainly try to pivot into a different arena and come up with new questions there in order to, again, distract, which is the the name of this protocol, the, the main issue of this protocol. And then they say they state here with these new questions, namely industry. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's some parts to this that, you know, maybe I might be breaking down. And that could be throughout some of these protocols, a couple of paragraphs that maybe I didn't quite get the essence of what it was that they were talking about. Um, And I've admitted just as much. There are a couple of times, just like the last portion of this paragraph. It's just like, what the fuck are they talking about here? But anyway, um, namely industry, masses are agreed to remain inactive. And then they also state trained to. Uh, because of being given a governmental job. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I understand it certainly that they have trained us, or at least I shouldn't say us. But think about what welfare is, right? And affirmative action and things of that nature is that if you do what the government tells you, and just like this past year, um, perfect example in coronavirus and in the lockdown, I mean, it just keeps coming up, but. What better example would you expect me to use? You know, if you do what we tell you to do, if you act like the the dog that we've trained you to be, then we'll give you this. We'll have this ready for you. Um, 
yeah, I guess I could just go right into it because that's the next part. But I've had a theory that I've talked about for a bit. I tried to actually even call into Alex Jones about it back when um, the free college was a big issue, uh, which I'm sure will probably come back up at some point or another. But um, my theory is that free turns into mandatory. We have, um, you know, free education. Oh, excuse me. For from kindergarten to twelfth grade, and guess what it is? Now it's mandatory. This is a problem that I have. Who was I talking to recently? Where oh, it was this uh, this German lady, <laughs> of all people. Um, she was a mom for one of the kids um, that were part of my so- my son's soccer team, and uh, you know, we I just she had said something. And I was like, man, I wonder if she's kind of feeling this. And I go, um, what do you think about this? And I just stated, you know, we're we're forced to put our kids into school. And, you know, how do you feel? And she was she was against it as well. There's just an, an eight an eight um feeling that you have that when all of a sudden, you know, the threat is there that if you don't put your kid in school, you're gonna be arrested or or, you know, the guys with guns are gonna come and, and do something to you worst case scenario kill you because you didn't put your kid in this indoctrination camp um but yeah i mean you know the vision that i have for the future or at least from the you know the left standpoint is essentially that from daycare not even kindergarten not even preschool but from daycare because they're trying to make that free as well so from daycare until retirement they're going to control all of it every aspect of it um and as I said, you know, we got free education now. There's, they're, they wanted to make a push for free college. Well, from daycare to retirement. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, it's a little late. Oh. They will have, they will su- surveil each individual from birth, i.e. daycare, through all schooling, keeping track of each and every grade or score um, molding you and guiding you, um, or directing you where to go and then, um, and then give you a job that's, that you're best for. And they always turn this around to make it sound as if this is something good, right? I mean, look at what the left is doing with, with college and and daycare and, you know, the $15 minimum wage, national minimum wage, and all the other things that they, they promote. You gotta understand, this shit is fucking devastating. You know, I mean, the, take it for like this. If you've never heard this before, um, the reason that there shouldn't be a national um, minimum wage, certainly not as high as fifteen dollars an hour, um, is because some places don't have the turnout. I mean, think of it as like a small business in, like a, a restaurant in, you know, some some small town in i don't know in the the mid-east um in indiana southern indiana or um wyoming where there's not a lot of people here in the states right or at least in those parts of the states um if you're a restaurant and you're paying somebody 15 dollars an hour but you're only getting a few customers where you know you still got to pay for all of your ingredients. You got to pay for the cook. You got to pay for, you know, electrical and everything else. Um, but you're, you know, maybe you're not even going to make that much. 
compared to the kid in that one day or whoever you have hired to work is whatever. I mean, that's the issue. We're a big company. Sure, that, you know, Walmart would be able to handle that just fine for the most part. But eventually it's going to trade over into the um, products that you're going to have to buy. Right. But I mean, it's just it's a bad idea. But what the left does is they make it sound as if it's it's a great thing that they would do all of this. And in turn, it's not, you know, it's always there's always something else to it. You know, the best best idea is just to go with the with the mentation that is this freeing um, and does this uh, um, oppress somebody else. Right. And their rights and their and their liberties. And if it's if it does oppress somebody else, obviously it's not freeing, then don't do it. Make sense? Anyway, um, yeah, give them a job where they will still track you all the way to your retirement. And then on top of that, throughout that process, um, they're going to track every pers- purchase, um, etc., through cash- cashless um, transactions because that's another push. I, again, Dude, I just talked to um, Andre Willaware. I know I'm getting him on here pretty soon. He was the one that actually sent the documentary over to me um, about the northeastern European country that was like right next to Russia where the entire country, it's a small country, but the entire country went cashless. Everybody had, I can't remember what it was. I don't know if it was a chip. Maybe it was a chip. Can't remember necessarily. Um, But that's what they're pushing. That's what they've been wanting to do. Now, I haven't looked a lot into the G7 for this year. I need to. I I've, have heard the rumors about Biden being, being... I have seen one video of Biden fucking up pretty bad. Uh, when asked if he thought that Putin was a killer, oh, it's disastrous. Um, but, you know, this is the shit they talk about at these, these conferences, like G7, like Bilderberg, like... Um, you know, the trilateral, trilateral, trilateral commission and, and council on foreign relations meetings that they have every year, you know, these massive meetings where all of these major players go, this is the shit that they're talking about, that they want to push for cashless societies so that they can cover each and every one of these transactions. So when that goes into play, again, they'll be able to surveil you from, from birth all the way through to, um, basically death, not even retirement, but death far after retirement, um, you know, and this, here's another idea that, or, or a question that I brought up before, which is if you were to lose every piece of identification for yourself in terms of your birth certificate here in the States, we have a social security number. I would assume that they probably have that in other countries as well, but your birth certificate, your social security number, your license, all of your credit cards, all of your deeds, all of your, what have you, if you were to, if all that shit were to burn away in a fire, the computers lose all that information. Would you feel like less of a person? The answer should be no, that that shit doesn't dictate who you are. Right. But there are, I mean, and just look at the people still wearing masks here in the United States. Um, and I, and I hope this goes this way for the rest of the world in, in the sense that, you know, people are, are waking up and, and, you know, we have Texas and Florida and South Dakota, as I keep talking about, because these places got rid of the mask mandates altogether and got rid of these lockdowns and all that other shit. I'd love to see the rest of the world go that way. But here, you know, um, oddly enough, surprisingly, Biden came out to state, if you're fully vaccinated, then you no longer need to wear a mask. My response to that is, well, now it turns out that I'm fully vaccinated. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> 
by the way. Um, or, in other words, I'm trans-vaccinated, right? If I'm going to play their silly fucking game. Um, and that's how people should feel. But when you look out and you see how many other people are still wearing masks, it's like, why would you follow? Dude, first off, the masks never worked. The emails from Fauci came out. All Everybody else should be doing this as well. Don't wear a mask anymore. It does not work. And in fact, if anything, it, it harms us. Um, and, and they're now finding out that these, you know, in classrooms and in offices and shit, and they put up these stupid, like, um, plexiglass screens and shit. Turns out those things were actually doing us harm. They were actually possibly spreading the, the virus more than anything. You have more surfaces for that shit to touch on, and then you're going to touch on it, or it's going to stay there and waft it over in your fucking face. Not that it's airborne. Um, they're droplets, not airborne. Um, but just in the same way, the masks could also have been spreading this. I mean, there's a correlation there for any of these places that were locked down with mask mandates tended to have higher, um, higher cases as well as deaths than states that didn't, you know? So that should only prove to you that the masks may actually be spreading that shit more because all you, you, most people weren't washing them. I never did. I kept, I had like three or four of them and I kept them in my car or in my fucking pocket and I only put them on so that I didn't have to get in a fist fight in a store. I just wanted to go in for something, grab it, get the fuck out. And I could rip that thing off my face. I never wore it outside. It was just outlandish, but look at how many people are, right? So anyway, um, but yeah, so what a lot of this, 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 my theory and all this, right, that they're going to track you from, um, birth to death and throughout it, they're going to, um, you know, make all of these things free, which will become mandatory. Um, a lot of this reminds me of, um, the Hunger Games, but more so, and that's just one that I think more people saw. There is a series of movies called Divergent. It was like Divergent and then Insurgent or some stupid shit like that. It was three of them with that kind of theme going on, but I think the first one was Divergent. And if it's the same one that I remember in the beginning of it, um, you know, all of these kids had certain traits in them and they would go up and take a test and then they would be put into a group, kind of like... Um, uh, from the very small amount that I've seen of Harry Potter, right? They go into the however many classes. I think there's four of them. Um, one of them slithering. I remember that one. Couldn't tell you what the rest of them were. But it's kind of like that, right? Where throughout your life, uh, growing up, you would be tracked. Um, and then seen how you can perform. And through that, you would also kind of be pushed here and there, molded, as I said, or directed into certain positions. And I guess they have that kind of system. I think I heard Gavin McGinnis talking about it in Scotland. It happened to his dad that, uh, that, you know, well, you would test into certain things, but I I would say that it's even more hands-on in the way that you would be, um, you would be, as I said, surveilled throughout a young age to end up in a certain job that they would essentially pick for you, which, you know, the, the way to sell that is, well, here's an easy way to do it. You don't have to worry about making your own decisions. 
well, no, thanks. I'm an individual. I'd rather take the risk of crashing and burning than have you fucking dictate my whole life to me. No, thank you. Because eventually, you know, if that's the case, then they're going to turn around and try to start fucking uh, planning your, your, your marriages. You know what I mean? And the, to, to sell that is, oh, you know, like eHarmony. Oh, we, we know who would be perfect for you. You know, and then you see them and you're like, they're fucking butt ugly. No, thanks. Or they got a stinky cooch. No, thank you. <laughs> or something stupid like that. I don't know. Um, but I mean, that's the fear, right? Is that they're going to essentially try to take away all of your, your free will, all of your decision-making abilities. Um, fuck, what else? And that was just my theory. On top of that, acknowledge uh, the entertainment industrial complex for what it is. Distraction from their actions. All in order to control our thoughts. Social engineering. Black community has been part of the biggest target. So, um, Durka, Durka, Durka. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, this is an even bigger part. So, here in uh, paragraph three. In order that the masses themselves may not guess what they are about, we further distract them with amusements, games, pastimes, passions, people's palaces. All of that is the entertainment industrial complex, right? It's just a little – it's just different wording, but essentially what I have claimed is the uh, the industrial complex of entertainment. And they're saying it right here. This is a massive distraction. This is a huge tool um, in their cash of what they get to use against us. And then soon we will begin through the press to propose competitions in art and sport and all. So competitions, public competitions and displays of competition um, will be what distracts us from the major shit. Like I said, the trilateral commissions, um, the uh, Council on Foreign Relations, uh, fucking Bilderberg. That is a... F- I don't know where or how people have been able to get this over on on the majority or the masses, if you will, if you will, um, that like the Bilderberg meetings are somehow a conspiracy theory. It's like no motherfucker. Like, dude, they have – I think it's UN um, – Soldiers there. It's either UN soldiers or some form of like mercenaries. What is the name of that black forest or something? Um, who go and 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 do security for them? And I mean, major heads of all the the superpowers around the world go there. Um, same with major, you know, CEOs of of big tech and other major corporations, oil companies and what have you, um, car companies. All go out there to these things, um, but that's what they want to distract you from. And then on top of that, also having you know, uh, passing laws at twelve o'clock or one o'clock in the morning without anybody being around to to really witness it. You know, they're they're doing it in public view, but everybody's sleeping at that point, so you know they get away with it. Um, so they're acknowledging the entertainment industrial complex for what it is, distractions from their actions, uh, all in order to control our thoughts. Absolutely. This is also known as social engineering, um, which I did state here that the black community has been one of their biggest targets. And they have. Look at what they've done to the black community with uh, with entertainment. 
you know, I've talked about it before, the hip hop and R&B and gangster rap cultures have um, thoroughly uh, uh, tainted, um, you know, the, the culture of the black community um, to where now people believe that, you know, that's a part of their culture. And it's like, no, dude, that, that was, that's, that was absolutely socially engineered. Um, so much of it. And what I mean by that is the gangster aspect. And then on top of that, now we have it in our education system or what they're trying to push within our education system, which is critical race theory. Um, you know, which is giving a pass to any criminals within the, uh, black community, um, who do anything wrong. You know, all of a sudden they just blame that on white supremacy as if <laughs> it, it's basically taking people's responsibility and accountability away, which is never a good thing. Um, they will then give us what to think and believe. They've said it numerous times throughout these protocols that that was their intent. Um, and they've done so much of this through uh, subliminal messages, which in, in um, a massive way that they do that is uh, through television. Um, yeah, through television, um, through like, I think it's like theta waves, the theta waves of the television, I think is what, um, which is like a lower vibration. I think, I think that's how it goes, uh, in order to get the, the subliminal messages into our minds. I know I'm, this is, this is like tin, tinfoil hat, um, theories here, but, uh, it's, this is, I wish I had Sam Tripoli here because he'd be fucking cracking on it right now about it. Um, but no, I mean, they, as, as I said, they have gone, I mean, throughout all these protocols, they have talked about wanting to um, give us what to think. Throughout this fucking protocol itself, they've been talking about what, you know, they're going to give us these new questions. Um, am I at four yet? Five, six, four... Yeah. All right. So I think that's enough breaking down for that one paragraph. Paragraph four, the part played by the liberals, utopian dreamers will be finally played out when our government is acknowledged till such time they will continue to do us good service. Therefore, we shall continue to direct their minds to all sorts of vain conceptions of fantastic theories, new and apparently progressive. For have we not with our complete success turned the brainless heads of the goyim with progress? Till there is not among the goyim one mind able to perceive that under this word lies a departure from truth in all cases where it is not a question of material inventions. For truth is one, and in it there is no place for progress. Progress, like a fallacious idea, serves to obscure truth so that none may know it except us, the chosen of God, its guardians. So they're the guardians, they're the creators, they're all of these. I mean, the, the amount of um, narcissism in these fuckers is possibly unrivaled. Um, so in this, again, they use terms like liberals. Which throughout the protocols they've they've described it as like classical liberals, but here they seem to have now moved or at least um, thought of or or kind of or thinking of now as aligned with you know modern day liberals. Um, 
And they also use the terminology or, or labeling, I guess, of utopian dreamers. I'll be honest. There's some of this that, as I said, I'm still kind of weary as to what they mean. Um, but I can tell you what this reminded me of when I saw Utopian Dreamers is Peter Joseph. If you've watched uh, not just the Zeitgeist movie, which is the first one, but the end, the last part three of the Zeitgeist movie and then Zeitgeist Addendum and Zeitgeist Moving Forward, both of those movies basically talk about this utopian dream, but it's really just complete and utter socialism slash communism. Um, you know, everybody's just going to do their part and they're all going to be happy and they're all going to live, you know, famously or whatever. Bullshit. It's just never going to happen because the one factor that they keep leaving out is man's want, um, which could be the downfall for all of this, right? Which is also why they, they need to control so much of the thought within these protocols of the what they claim are the goyim. They have to control our thoughts because of the factor of want, you know, um, just look at society, just look at, at our history here in the States and what, you know, somebody who wants more than the other person, just in kids, what they'll do. Oftentimes they'll come up and snatch it right out of your hands, whatever it may be, you know, even though you both were given the same thing. How many times have you seen kids do that? Well, I've also seen adults do that. And guess what? That shit will keep on happening. If somebody, especially somebody who might be a little bit heavier than somebody else, um, you know, gets the same amount of food rations, um, they might go and take somebody else's. How many times have you seen that in a story? Uh, I'm sorry, in a, in a prison movie, right? Where one prisoner goes and he takes the other prisoner's shit and it causes a whole fucking fight at, in, in the cafeteria, whatever. Um, they stay here, it will be played out. That's kind of a question. What do they mean by that will be played out? Uh, controlled opposition, subliminally. Vain concepts of fantastic theories. Yeah, so let me get back to this. Therefore, we shall continue to direct their minds to all sorts of vain conceptions of fantastic theories, new and apparently progressive. They really rag on the progressivism in this. And again, this reminds me of modern day progressivism as well as modern day liberalism. Um, vain concepts of fantastic theory, which they, they claim here, um, they've not been able to have success with essentially progressivism, right? And progressivism or progress, and essentially what they're detailing here is a lot like relativism, right? In the sense that there are no absolutes, you know, which is a pretty strong idea of what relativism is. Um, but in in that claim, there are no absolutes. You're making an absolute truth statement. But it, um, what's the word? It cancels itself out because it's an absolute statement. And if there are no absolutes, well, then you can't have it be an absolute statement. You see the circular logic there that crashes itself. Like a fallacious idea serves to obscure truth so that none may know it except us, the chosen of God, its guardians. What twats? Like if Alicia serves to obscure truth so that none may know. But that's what they think of progress here, and that's what they're trying to put on us. But that's what we're seeing even more today. See why it's so fucking applicable? Why 
you how you have people who claim it's not they're not just you have like if I want to Ben Shapiro this, you have liberals, you have leftists, and then you have progressives. And these fucking progressives are I mean, they're all one and the same. The liberals are the left, are the progressives. They're all one and the same. And progressives tend to side more with lefties, right? The hard left, but they're also kind of the driving force behind it. Well, um, again, like a fallacious idea, that's what they hear in the protocols. That's what they are essentially saying progressives are. They're just filled with fallacious bullshit ideas. I'm not saying it. The protocols are saying it. Actually, strike that. I'm going to walk it back. I am saying it. I agree with them here. I don't like to agree with these fuckers, but they're right. Paragraph 5. When come into our kingdom, our orators will expound great problems which have turned humanity upside down in order to bring it at the end under our our mm, beneficent rule. Basically saying here that their public speakers will explain in great detail these great problems. Um, They're also stating here that they'll bring it at the end. So what do they mean at the end? The end of humanity or the end of the great problems? Again, kind of a neat area where I'm like, what do they fucking mean here? Um, And then the, the sixth and final paragraph, who will ever suspect then all these peoples were stage managed by us according to a political plan which no one has so much as guessed at in the course of many centuries. Basically here explaining that all of these people were their puppets used to distract us. Again, controlled opposition. I think that's the third time that I said that in this. They're just controlled opposition and they're admitting it here. Controlled opposition used in order to distract us from what was actually going on. And that's that. That is protocol number 13. Hopefully you like the breakdown. Um, I know I got maybe into the too too much of a description in breaking some of this down, but um, there's just a lot here. I mean, it's incredible that in just this, these, you know, almost two pages, six paragraphs, that that much information was in here kind of nutty but that's how these protocols go they're fucking frightening anyway that'll be enough for tonight um until next time be accountable be responsible and don't be a liberal